The aim of today's session is to help you navigate the weekend and social occasions and to get set up and plan ahead for a positive week. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So first of all, what are the problems when it comes to the weekend and just managing the weekend in general? There are quite a few. Uh, This is why the weekend feels like quite a tough time. Okay, so I'm going to go through some of the big issues that we face and then I'm going to solve them with you. So first of all, the big one is obviously going to be an all or nothing mindset. It's the black or white mindset. As you can see, the little guy at the bottom with the on off switch. You're on, you're off. It's good. It's bad. It's black. It's white. This sort of very sort of um, pigeonholed mentality. The human brain is built to have... um, to to make meaning and it's built for pattern recognition. So it's not built to see things on a spectrum. It's not built to have that kind of mindset. It's built to pigeonhole, categorize and pattern recognize basically. So that's why we struggle with this so much. On top of that, inbuilt into your mind, you have a inherent negativity bias. So this once upon a time kept you safe. And we're gonna cover this when we talk about mindset for change. But once upon a time, this negativity bias kept you safe because it alerted you to the saber-toothed tigers and uh, the big brown bear and whatever. Nowadays, that negativity bias doesn't really help us as much as it used to, okay? Might keep you safe when a bus rushes past or when you're highly stressed and you know that you need to take a break, things like that. But when it comes to our nutrition and our relationship with food, that negativity bias isn't very useful. On top of that negativity bias, we've also got a confirmation bias, okay? So confirmation bias is basically your brain keeping you safe by telling you that you're right. So if you have an inbuilt belief or an ingrained belief, should I say, your brain will look for the evidence that you are right. This is why if I go out and say there are more red cars than yellow cars, you will be spotting all of the red and yellow cars because you're looking for them. You know when you say like um, that phrase, when you go looking for trouble, you find it sort of thing. It's exactly the same thing. Your brain is going to confirm, it's going to recognize and pay more attention to the things that you already think because it wants you to be safe and it wants you to be correct, basically. That's why we always think we're right. (laughs) So those are some things that are really um, tricky to overcome. Also, we have years and years of inbuilt Uh, again ingrained habits and belief systems and we talked about this a little bit when we talked about nutrition didn't we we have a teacher tendency to be critical of ourselves overly critical of ourselves and when it comes to nutrition on the weekend this isn't very helpful we've got a lot of influence from our physical and our social environments the people around us go on have another one oh you know go on let's have a takeaway all these things the physical environment as well you're no longer in the classroom for eight to 12 hours a day, you're now at home for the same amount of time. And so you've got your food, you've got more availability. This is why so many people found COVID either very, very useful or very, very difficult. Um, Sometimes it is the missing skills and the missing knowledge that makes navigating the weekend tough. Sometimes that does play a part. And the really, really big one, particularly for us as teachers, we have a really tough job. We know that teaching is a tough gig and we feel like we want a reward. We feel like we want a something pleasant on the weekend, we want some pleasure. And we know that when we eat highly palatable foods, normally foods that are high in carbs, fat and salt, maybe sugar sometimes, that this gives our brains a firework show of dopamine. It honestly makes you feel amazing for a brief amount of time, okay? So those are just some of the barriers that we're working with when it comes to the weekend. There are more, okay? When it comes to the weekend as well, we can sometimes feel like we are over-restricted. If you've been really restricted with your diet Monday to Thursday, you know, you've been eating 1,200 calories, chicken, broccoli and rice, you haven't had anything you enjoy, you're going to feel over-restricted and this can sometimes lead to an over-restrict, over-indulge cycle and in extreme cases, um, restriction and binge. 
Also, when you're into the weekend, you're out of your routine and structure. You don't have your normal wake up time. You don't have your normal bedtime. And so things feel a little bit different. Of course, you know, the easy fixes for the top two there. Allow yourself what you enjoy during the week. You know, if you really fancy a chocolate bar, allow yourself to have a chocolate bar. Because is it, is it better to have two chocolate bars throughout the week or five at the weekend? These are the sort of the questions you need to ask. And also we want to save that relationship with food and build that back up for a lot of you. When it comes to the structure and routine, again, put more routine in place. I know the weekend, um, I know lots of you are parents as well, so you do have a lot of routine and structure. But you know, for those of us who aren't, or for those of you who have older children or whatever, and you do have more flexibility, try to build in a wake time and a sleep time. It'll be really, really useful. Just bookend your day, time to wake up, time to sleep. Start to think about what you do during the day in terms of, um, I'm going for a walk at lunchtime, what I'm having for lunch, planning ahead and things like that. Of course, you want to enjoy yourself. You don't want to feel like you're living in a Petri dish in a lab somewhere where you're only, you know, you're very controlled and restricted and observed, of course, you're a human being. But you also want to meet your goals. So it's this balance, it's this give or take. Often when someone says, oh, you know, let's have a takeaway, and again, you can have a takeaway once a week and still make progress towards your goals. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, when someone's sort of offering us this thing or an extra glass or whatever, it feels like, for some reason, it feels like that glass of wine someone's offering you that you don't really want. You know, you were going to drive. Now you've got to arrange a cab and this, that, and the other. When someone's offering you that, it feels like it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It feels like you're never going to get the chance to eat, to eat or drink like that again. You've got to remind yourself you're all because we're going to change your relationship with food because we we know that you have unconditional permission to eat any food at any time all the time knowing acknowledging how that's going to impact your goals positively or negatively you have unconditional permission to eat it's no longer a once in a lifetime opportunity that time where you're on the sofa and you want to have you know a tub of ice cream you could have half a tub tonight and half a tub in three days time because you know that you have that unconditional permission it's not like you are now banning any foods you know that you can enjoy stuff when you want to right so many of us feel anxious nervous stressed around the weekend because we have been so good again quotes there uh, if you're listening back on the podcast we've been so good during the week and we've been hitting our calorie targets or we've been portion controlling or we've been making optimal food choices getting our steps in might have got a few workouts in comes to the weekend and we don't want to what we feel like, we don't want to waste that. We don't want to spoil our efforts, right? Just remember, it's not spoiling your efforts like I'm gonna talk about in a second. You can feel like there's lots of moving parts. How can I plan my meal when my partner's going out? And how can I, you know, my children want to go for donuts or they wanna go for dessert and, you know, and I've got this to do and it feels like a lot of logistics and navigating. And again, our overall mindset around food and socializing can sometimes be quite detrimental, particularly, if you're anything like me, um, again, positives and negatives, I grew up in a household, so I've got three older brothers, so there's four boys um, and my parents, right? And we were have always been quite a social family that involves quite a lot of alcohol, drinking, friends, family, takeaways. We're quite a big family now, so there's sort of 11 to 12 of us, if you include the, the, the baby Maeve. Um, and... You know, when things happen, social occasions and stuff, there is a lot of food, alcohol, crisps, all that kind of stuff, right? And I grew up in a place, in a mindset where when those occasions happened, you made the most of it. You just really threw yourself in. And that took years for me to balance my goals, my view around health and fitness and everything with my families and to find my own sort of identity with my health and well-being amongst other people's. So, you know, these are barriers. So... 
Let's look about what we can actually do about this then. Let's look into what we can actually do about this because we've talked about what a lot of the problems are. How are we actually going to manage these weekends? How are we going to make sure that we don't sort of, um, I, I cannot stand this phrase, but there's the phrase, don't let the weekend be your weekend. I, I, don't, I don't like that because it's, to me, it's a poor mindset. But, you know, how can we keep the week on average more optimal? And that's the first one I'm going to start with. Don't look at your weekend as anything different. Your weekend is just two blocks of 24 hours, right? It's just Saturday and Sunday. If you wanted to, you could include Friday night, okay? So it's, I don't know, um, 48, 50, 54 hours if we include six hours of Friday. So you've got 54 hours of weekend time, okay? The, that could be 54 hours Monday to halfway through Wednesday, okay? It doesn't matter when this time falls. The the calendar week and the working week and the weekend is, is just a a societal construct isn't it we've just come up with this system nothing actually changes between tuesday and saturday and sunday if you unless you allow it to so you can bring your own structure you can bring your own routines into this so that's the first thing it's just another two days you don't need to treat it like anything different you can still get your steps in you can still eat well you can still go for your fruits and veggies the weekend doesn't need to completely overrun everything else second thing is going to be to look at your week on average okay so if you have one takeaway, uh, one takeaway on Saturday night, that is 5% of your week, 5%. And yet, what do most of us do? We have a takeaway on a Friday night and we go, oh my gosh, I have ruined my progress. What have I done? I've had so many sins, this, that, the other. And then what we do is we let Friday night roll into Saturday and we don't plan, we don't think ahead. We don't eat any breakfast, so we're super hungry by lunch. So we go out shopping and we have you know, the big takeaway burger from the van. Then we have a 400 calorie coffee and cake. And then we come home and then we have another takeaway or a Domino's, we get a Macca's on the way home. And suddenly what was just 5% of your week on a Friday night has suddenly become like 10, 15, 20%, okay? Because when you, if you let these things roll over for the whole weekend, you're talking like two and a half days out of seven. Again, I'm not very good at maths, I can't work out that percentage off the top of my head, but it's a lot, right? What is it, like 30%, 35%? I, I don't really know. But two and a half days out of seven it is a lot. So look at your week on average. If your calories and your or your portion control, however you're managing your nutrition and your movement, is optimal, you know, you're doing very, very well Monday to Thursday, and then the weekend is potentially a little bit less optimal, like we're going to look at in a second, that's absolutely fine, right? It's absolutely fine. It just means that the average is now in the middle. And it really does work like that. You are the average of your actions. You are not the sum of one day. And the more that we can look at things on average and zoom out and take a bird's eye view and say, actually, this week's been pretty optimal. I've had one takeaway, but look at all these other things I've done and not let that negativity bias kick in and look at the positives and the positive progress that we've made. It is going to help an awful, awful lot. Now, the biggest difference between those two people I've just described, the person who lets off takeaway on a Friday or Saturday night become two and a half days and just gives up basically chuck the towel in and the person who doesn't is really really simple there's just one thing that is different between those two people it's the fact that the second person who doesn't just stop and give up doesn't view their two things actually doesn't view their health and well-being as a stop start process they're viewing this and i want you to view it the same as something you're going to be doing for the rest of your life I don't want you to do anything right now. Of course, there'll be periods where we are sprinting and then taking our foot off the gas, but I don't want you to do anything right now that you can't see yourself doing when you're 60, 70, okay? 
maybe not a bit older that because life changes quite quite a lot after that but do you see what i mean i don't want you to be thinking in short sprints at in short term in a short term mentality well the things that we're doing we want to look at long term so that's the first difference they have a long term mindset they have a balanced average approach. The second thing then is that they are quicker to reset. And this isn't the same as getting back on the wagon. This is just the fact that they make that mental line in the sand. They recognize, okay, I had a takeaway last night. Our digestion's a little bit dodgy this morning. I feel a bit groggy, a little bit stuffy. I'm not very hungry, you know, just not feeling my best because let's be honest, after a big takeaway, no one feels their best. Um, I'm gonna reset my mindset and draw a line in the sand and I'm gonna restart the actions today. Okay, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to get some fruits and veggies in at breakfast and have a big old drink of water. I'm going to maybe get down the gym or get a little workout in. I'm going to think about my lunch ahead of time. I'm going to um, eat some more protein today. That's all they do. So you take those two people, the only difference between them is mindset. They both have the same tools. They both have the same days and hours. They, They both have a very similar approach, but one has a mindset where they draw the line in the sand and they move on. They don't let a 5% meal then knock on to become 35, 40% of their week. I want you to really apply the spectrum mindset. And I thought I'd done a little diagram of it. It's disappeared for some reason. Okay, it's not on here. Oh, there it is, sorry. There's the um, spectrum mindset. So like I said before, on the left, you can see the on, off, black, white, good, bad mindset. That's the person turning the switch on and off. Get rid of that. It doesn't exist. There is no such thing as a good food or a bad food. There is no such thing as being on the wagon or off the wagon. Rather than being on track or off track like a train, you are much, much, much more like a plane in the sky, okay? If a plane, well, when a plane takes off, it already knows it's probably gonna have to divert off course because of weather conditions, that's, you know, things happening in your life, because of other air traffic, that's people in your life. It knows it's gonna have to divert off course, but all, it, all the pilots do, I think it's probably automatic nowadays, but they do a few calculations or the plane does a few calculations. They put in a new destination, they change the nose of the plane one degree, and then over a two hour period, they end up 100 miles away from where they were headed, back to where they want to be. So a plane knows that it's going to be a journey like this. It doesn't expect it to be a straight track because that's never, ever, ever going to work and you're always just gonna set yourself up for failure. So what we use instead is a spectrum mindset. And I'm touching a lot of I'm touching a lot on the mindset for change stuff here. But a spectrum mindset literally just works like this. It's less optimal to more optimal. That's it. So if you have a takeaway the night before, you might wake up with your arrow slightly towards the less optimal side. So you're like I said, a bit groggy, all that kind of stuff. Probably increased in calories, scale weight is going to shoot up because of carbohydrates, salts and fat and food waste, all that kind of stuff. That is fine. If you expect to never have a takeaway, well, if, you will, if you're happy to live a life with never having a takeaway, never having a, uh, if you do drink, never having a drink again, never having crisps, never having chocolate, you're in the wrong place, okay? That's not what we do. We don't have people who don't want to live their life. Everyone here in the team is here to actually live their healthiest and their happiest life, okay? So if you said to me, oh, you can never have a beer again on a Friday night when you really want one, I'm out. There's no, there's no way I'm taking part in whatever you're doing. I, I'm, I'm gone, right? So you wake up on that morning and you, you've had that takeaway and whatever, and you're feeling a little bit less optimal. All you need to do is start to cast the votes so that needle shifts up a little bit towards more optimal. Will it ever reach the end? Well, no, because there is no end because we're talking about spectrums. Um, but you can move that needle up towards more optimal. 
and you can end the day on a six or a seven out of 10 instead of the one or two out of 10 that you started on. You don't need to completely give up. And again, this takes me to the idea of don't let great be the enemy of good because it's something that we do an awful, awful lot. What we do is we go for that perfection mindset and this is so common with us as teachers. We say, oh, I'm gonna be a 10 out of 10 this week. I've started this Christmas, Christmas cracker challenge. I am gonna be perfect until the 15th of December. Watch me go. And then we manage it for two, three, four, five days and then life happens. You get a flat tire, child gets sick, um, you get sick, partner um, has some difficulty at work, you have some difficulty at work the fridge breaks, the microwave dies, you know, all these different things that just happen in life. And suddenly you're not able to be that eight, uh, you're not able to be that nine or 10 out of 10. And so what do you do? You go, well, I can't be perfect. So what's the point? And you completely give up. And it's only when you completely give up that you lose, really. If there's such thing as failure, that's the only time it happens when you give up, right? When you stop trying, that's the only failure. The, uh, the other thing is just bumps and, uh, and twists and turns along the road and that's always, always going to be there. So don't let your mindset drift into that. Right, so, and the last thing I'll say on that is it's better to be a five or a six out of 10, seven days a week, than it is a nine or a 10 for a couple of days and a one or a two for the rest of the week. Think about the average, add those numbers up, always go for the average, think about it. Right, last little thing I wanna share with you guys is just some very practical tips for social occasions. So if you do have, if you're going away for a weekend, if you're going out for a meal, if you're having people around, whatever, you can try to apply some of these really practical tips. Doing quite well for, uh, for time for me, aren't I, right? 18 minutes, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. So social occasions, number one, have the conversations. If you're sitting here now, and if your partner's in earshot, this is probably good timing. If you're sitting there now and your partner or your family haven't got a clue about what we're doing together and they don't know that you're making this change and they don't know that this is really, really important to you, go and tell them. You can't get support. They can't help you if they don't know what you need help with. If you're trying to do this completely alone other than me and the team, that isn't going to really work. You need the support of the people who are around you every single day. I will always do whatever I can and so will the team. However, the people around you, the people that you live with, the people who you spend time with every single day, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So tell them, tell them what you're trying to do. And more importantly, tell them why it's so important so they can support you along this journey. Next one then is gonna to be to plan and prepare. If you go into a situation and you haven't got a clue what's going on, you know, you haven't planned anything at all, you don't know what the menu's like, you don't know who's driving, you don't know if you're drinking or driving, you don't know if you're, if you, you're what you're having for lunch before you head out to the wedding reception later tonight. I say that because I'm going to one later tonight. Um, you know, you haven't, if you haven't got any plans, you haven't got any structure, you, it's not gonna work. So you need to get that, that plan and that preparation in. Next one, getting really practical. Trial intermittent fasting. Remember we talked about it um, on Thursday. Intermittent fasting is essentially skipping breakfast. For some people, it's amazing. It's a really easy way to bring down their calorie intake. For others, they feel weak and woozy and they can't do it. So this is a this is not me saying it's for everyone. It's me saying trial it, see how you feel and go off that feedback. Instead of drinking, you can drive. Really easy swap. Uh, appetite and hunger is gonna be better managed because when we drink alcohol, hunger signals are all over the shop. Plus, of course, you're gonna be consuming fewer calories um, if you, uh, you know, as long as you don't go for like 
full sugar coke and stuff like that. You could do pseudo fasting. So instead of intermittent fasting where you completely skip a meal, what you could do is just have a protein shake instead or a very, very high protein meal like, you know, yogurt and some berries or something. So you're just basically minimizing carbs and fats, but you're still getting your protein in. When you go, if it's a buffet, a reception, a self-serve, whatever, plate up your own food. Plate up one whole meal, go back, sit down, eat it, give it 15 minutes. If you're still hungry, then go again, okay? And when you go and plate up that food, use the food flow, okay? So that is, go and plate up your protein first. Scour for the protein sources. Where's my protein? Get your protein in first. Then follow that up with fruits and veggies. Get those in, um, probably veggies, um, and then carbohydrates, and then your fats. Really easy thing to think about a plate. Think about it as a quarter of your plate as a protein source, all right? A quarter, um, sorry, a third of your plate as veggies. That's that's an amazing balance. Um, and then the rest of it as carbohydrates and a little bit of fats. Really easy way just to balance a plate out. There is something called the choice illusion. There's a really interesting study where what they did is they put some people in the room and they put two bowls of crisps out, two types of crisps in two bowls, one, one bowl each, and people ate a certain amount. Then what they did is they put bowl, they put um, six bowls out, I think it was six or seven, of the same two types of crisps. So there was only the same two choices, but they had multiple bowls around the room. People ate more when there seemed to be more choice. When there were more bowls around the room, people went and snacked more even though it was the same two types of crisps and they would have known it was the same two types of crisps because of the flavor, but they still went and snacked more. So stay away from snack bowls, okay? Choose where you sit really, really wisely. It can really help. If you're someone who has what I kind of call um, uh, like social eating issues, so this was me for years, I realized that I used to drink alcohol because I felt awkward and nervous in social occasions. Bit of a strange one, but I think lots of us can, can um, uh, testify to this. When you're in a social occasion, let's say you're all stood around, there's some there's some um, snack bowls and you, you've got a drink and you're all stood around, you're all chatting. If you feel a bit uneasy and you feel a bit awkward and a little bit nervous, you're going to find yourself reaching and eating and drinking a lot more because if you're eating and drinking, you can't engage in that conversation, right? No one's going to turn to you and suddenly ask you out the question, what is 365 times seven, which is somehow what our anxious brains think someone's going to do. We think they're going to put us on the spot. They never are, but we always think they're going to. So if you do struggle socially with maybe a bit of anxiety or a bit of awkwardness or nervousness, you'll find yourself eating and drinking more because it stops you from being as active part of the conversation. I found that I did this for years and didn't clock onto it. So I used to get, I used to drink quite a lot and I used to eat and snack quite a lot. And I, you know, I'd use the toilet more and I'd go for a walk because I didn't want to be part of that social occasion. And lots of us can relate to that. Even though we are teachers and we are very social, lots of us can relate to that. Again, remove that choice barrier. Go and check what the menu is saying. Go and find that out. Remove the element of choice and you're going to be able to stick to your plan a lot, lot easier in terms of your mental plan. If you're going away for a drive, if you're, um, you know, you're driving up a couple of hours to see family or you're going away on holiday, try taking your own snacks. This is going to be really, really useful as well because you're going to be able to get some high protein snacks, get some fruits and veggies in there, get some sort of lower calorie, higher volume snacks like popcorn, flavored rice cakes and things like that, you know, uh, sparkling water, diet fizzy drinks, things that fill you up more um, rather than just sort of very dense calorie snacks. Um, as well so that is it and of course you know last one little little last one there go for lighter meals throughout the day have a lighter breakfast a lighter lunch so you can really sort of enjoy that dinner and um, and being mindful but still enjoying it and not feeling the pressure to have to track every calorie or do whatever anyway guys that is everything from me 
Man, it's 25 minutes, not bad for me, right? <laughs> that is everything. Just a few top tips there on how to manage your social occasions. I hope this was useful. I hope it was really, really helpful. And if you're listening back to them on the podcast, thanks for joining me today. Bit of a bonus episode and a bonus live. Again, if you've just jumped into the group and you've seen that I'm live and you're thinking, oh no, what have I missed? You haven't missed anything. I just, this pops into my mind and I thought it's a great time to nip it in the bud right early on in the challenge. A few people would ask questions, so I thought I'd deal with it straight away. Anyway, team. Cheers, have a lovely weekend. Remember to plan and prep for next week. Plan out your nutrition, plan out your meal plan, get ahead with it, and I'll catch you very, very soon.